see everybody Saturday night. Hope you're doing good. We're back, hopefully, for a while on Facebook. So welcome back, if I haven't seen you, for a little bit on Saturday night. So just be praying that we don't get banned again for however long and for whatever reasons, I'm not really sure. So there you go. Tomorrow's church day. Make sure that you are in a Bible-based church tomorrow morning. Don't go to one now that's closed up for COVID or any of that stuff. Now, 3385 South Access Road, Inglewood, Florida, right here. Google it. Find out how far we are away. Join me tomorrow if you like Hellfire and Brimstone, the promises of God, the Bible preached. This is the place to be, 3385 South Access Road, Inglewood, Florida. If not, you can watch us live uh, tomorrow at around, we'll probably be somewhere around 1145, uh, between 1145 and noon is when we kick in with our, when I start preaching. So feel free to join us tomorrow. We would uh, love to see you guys. All right, hopping right in, right from the uh, Gateway Pundit. Says here from uh, yesterday, be patriotic is what the article says. We can save, this is now quoting Joe Biden, we can save 100,000 lives in the next 100 days. Isn't it funny how all of their ideologies and philosophies fit into some sort of clever slogan well not really clever slogan but uh idiotically clever i guess slogan 100,000 lives in the next 100 days explain to me the science behind that biden says we can save 100,000 lives in the next 100 days joe biden calls for another nationwide mask mandate following news of president trump's covid diagnosis uh play the video for me jill and i prayed that they'll make a quick and full recovery and now, of course, this he has a mask is not on a matter of politics. Talking. It's a bracing reminder to all of us that we have to take this virus seriously. It's not going away automatically. We have to do our part to be responsible. It means following the science, listening to the experts, washing our hands, social distancing. It means wearing a mask in public and means encouraging others to do so as well means having masking mandates nationwide. The director of the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, Dr. Redfield said, and I quote, and he held up a mask, he said, these face masks are the most important, powerful public health tool we have. Yeah, and he held the mask up. Now, you notice Biden wasn't wearing a mask the day before that when he spoke publicly, but now suddenly, of course, he's wearing a mask. So there's three points that he talked about in his little speech that speech went on for about 20 minutes but when it comes to masks first of all he didn't say federal mask mandates but mask mandates throughout the land in other words he's encouraging all the little totalitarian stalinist governors to continue with their mask mandates and or implement them make sure ron DeSantis. we know ron DeSantis is not going to go for that garbage he hasn't from day one he's not going to go for it now so here in florida we're good but for those of you that are in other states like Michigan, New York, New Jersey, Illinois, Washington, Oregon, Maine, wherever it is that you live that's under a little Stalinist like those governors, watch out because here it comes. Masks are back front and center. Not that they've ever really been off the stage. They've been on the stage for a long time now. It's a sad thing because I remember back in May, nobody was wearing masks. It seemed like everything was opening up, but that wouldn't fit into getting Joe Biden elected as president. So all the little Stalinist governors started implementing their hyper COVID laws or continuing their hyper hyper COVID laws and even making them worse. So here's the three points that in this, in uh, 
Biden's now masked dissertation. Calls for the national mask mandate. Says he's gonna. You can save a hundred thousand lives in 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 a hundred days. And again, explain to me the science behind that. So in roughly three and a half months, you're going to be able to save a hundred thousand lives. That doesn't fit into any sort of scientific criteria whatsoever. But he's going to claim it anyway. And he says Redfield says masks are better than the vaccine. And Redfield actually did say that. He ended up walking it back. So you got Robert Redfield. Easy to remember because it's real close to saying Robert Redford. But it's Robert Redfield, who is the head of the CDC, who's about as scientifically based as Anthony Fauci is, which means not at all. Both of them are deep state hacks. We know Fauci is a fervent supporter of Hillary Clinton. I don't know exactly what Robert Redfield's uh, political leanings are. If we had to guess, you know which way it would go. But six months ago, when this whole thing started, now we're about on day 200. I don't know specifically what day it is. I'll have to look it up. But we're on about day 200 of 15 days to slow the spread. So Robert Redfield, six months ago, this is what he says. Now, it's a real quick clip, so pay close attention. It's only about six or seven seconds long. But six months ago, this is what Robert Redfield said about masks. Should you wear a mask if you're healthy? No. Play one more time to make sure everybody can hear that thing. Should you wear a mask if you're healthy? No. And is there a way? All right, so explain to me exactly what has changed since March, April, when he made that statement. Scientifically, what has changed? I know that virtue signaling has increased, but what scientifically has changed? I know that it's considered to be some sort of courteous virtue to have a mask on to allegedly save people's lives but what what scientifically has changed when he emphatically told the congresswoman right there that's on capitol hill asks point blank if you are healthy should you wear a mask and he and he fervently says clearly no you don't need to wear it so explain to me how the science has changed now what is the science when it comes to coronavirus those of you who watch this you know what i'm about to tell you and i got this from dr naputi what is, what is the size of a COVID-19 particle? 0.06 to 0.14 microns. That is the size of a COVID-19 particle. As small as 0.06 microns, as big as 0.14 microns. The greatest mass on planet Earth, N95, block 0.3 microns. What's larger, 0.3 or 0.4? What's smaller, 0.14 or 0.3? So which one is it? Because here's the deal. If you have a mass that will block 0.3 microns, it will not stop COVID-19 because COVID-19, the biggest COVID-19 gets is 0.14 microns. So masks do nothing. They know they do nothing. But now you have Robert Redfield from the CDC telling everybody totally. Now, these allegedly are scientists and doctors. I don't know what credentialing Robert Redfield has. I'm sure he's some sort of doctor of something. Some sort of has some sort of expertise in something who knows what, but anyway, so explain to me what research data has been done that has changed the science or what has been discovered that has changed your philosophy on masks, explain your prescription on masks. What exactly what has changed? Absolutely nothing. The size of COVID-19 is the same size now as it was then. It was too small to be blocked by any mask on planet earth that has not changed. There's been seven conclusive studies on masks. All seven of them 
concluded that there is not a mask on planet Earth that blocks a flu particle, which is the same size as COVID-19. Those are the facts. What did Anthony Fauci say earlier, early on in the pandemic? Play that for me. Right now in the United States, people should not be walking around with masks. You're sure of it because people are listening really no, closely to this. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better and it might even block a, a droplet, but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. And often there are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face. And can you get some schmutz sort of staying inside there? Of course, of course. But when you think masks, you should think of healthcare providers needing them and people who are ill. The people who- There we go, back to me. So what has changed? Again, these, these people will say anything to perpetuate the myth of COVID-19. Again, everybody says 200,000 people have died of COVID-19. That's a myth too. They, and, they, and here's the thing. They all know it's a myth. Robert Redfield, the head of the CDC, who's put out the regulations on how to determine whether or not to put down somebody as dying of COVID or not put dying of COVID, they put out all the different predicates for those death certificates. They know what they're doing. See, their butts are on the line. They called it a pandemic. They said that people should shut things down. Pride goes before destruction. Whatever their motivations are, people do not want to admit that they're wrong. Again, there's no more excess deaths this year than there was in 2019 or 2018. We are actually set to have people have less dead people in the United States, less deaths this year than in 2018. So explain to me how 200 extra thousand people have died of a pandemic this year. Explain that to me. There's no way to explain it. So you might as well start admitting that you're wrong. And let me tell you this about the president. Do you know that every single person around Donald Trump is masked and tested every day, every single day, everybody in his inner circle is masked and tested and not allowed within a certain amount of feet of him unless they're masked. They all have to be tested. Of course, people are having to hand him papers, whatever. And yes, he does rallies and things like that, but you don't get overly close to him at a rally either. So, and now, you know, other people have now testing positive. You're going to see this now. It's going to be in the news. Why? All the new positive tests. You had Hope Hicks in his inner circle tested positive. Senator Ron Johnson's tested positive. Kellyanne Conway, Chris Christie. You're going to hear them all now. Because here's the thing. If, again, if, if flu was, or colds or pneumonia, pneumonia kills 30 or 40,000 people a year in the United States by itself. So here's the thing. If, if all those things were documented like COVID-19 is, when do, you, when do you ever get, see, you don't get a flu test. You get a flu vaccine. So does everybody think, do you realize that, right? No, when, when does everybody, anybody ever get a flu test? The only time you get a flu test is if you go to the hospital because you're sick and they'll check, you, check your blood to see if you have the flu. Nobody gets a flu test. But COVID-19 being so very deadly that you don't even know if you have it. So everybody's getting tested to see if they have it. So everybody around the president gets tested. So if, if all the masks around the president couldn't stop it, I mean, you had Rand Paul, get it? 
numerous other politicians who don't come within 20 feet of anybody ever who's not masked, who's not been tested, because you can't stop a virus. The only way to stop a virus is God's word. That's it. You're not going to stop it. Listen, everybody who thinks that you're getting a flu vaccine every year, notice that you get sick anyway. Or, or maybe you're like, well, it stopped it this year, but it didn't stop it next year. Because the flu mutates. There's, there's tons of different versions of the flu. And that's the problem with any vaccine that's for a virus. Let me ask you this. What kind of virus is COVID-19? It's a coronavirus, a common cold, correct? Now that has been, we have not been able to develop a vaccine for the common cold ever. But lo and behold, they're going to develop a vaccine in 18 months for coronavirus? No, it'll mutate. Even if you get, say it A to Z, all those different letters. As soon as you figure out A and B, now the virus is mutated into D. And as soon as you figure out D, it mutated into S. As soon as you figure out S, it mutates to G. There's no way to to ever come up with a vaccine for a virus. They mutate constantly. It makes absolutely no sense. But yet, hundreds of thousands, maybe millions, maybe hundreds of millions throughout the planet will jump up and take this. Put up that next slide for me, buddy. Thank you. This is from Judy Shuttlesworth. She put this out, and this is from the CDC. I hope I can read it. It says, in our systematic review, this is from the CDC website. You can see it up there www.cdc.gov, right up top. In our systematic review, we identified 10 RCTs that reported estimates of the effectiveness of face masks in reducing laboratory-confirmed influenza virus infections, which is the same size as COVID-19. In the community from literature published between 1946 and 2018, in pooled analysis, we found no significant reduction in influenza transmission with the use of face masks. There you go. I won't even read the rest. The rest basically says exactly the same thing. Masks don't work. It's on the CDC website. And this typical DC, absolutely typical DC, on their website, Robert Redfield, who's in charge of the CDC, on his own website, it says masks don't work. And then he goes and testifies in Congress six months ago and says that. That he was right. And now he says that masks are the number one protection against COVID-19, even better than the vaccine that's coming. That's what he said. That's, that's exactly what he said. What, are the, what, what motivates these people? I don't know. It's not moral. Whatever it is that motivates Robert Redfield and Anthony Fauci is not moral. It's not. I can't. Ju- I can't judge their morals from. I mean, I can't judge their motives from afar. But I can tell you that their that their motives are not pure. Because where's the science? What has changed suddenly? Did did COVID nineteen turn into a particle that's this big into a particle that big overnight and suddenly masks work? Because that's the change that would have to happen. It'd have to go from a particle that's that big to a particle that's that big. For a mask to start working. It doesn't work. Put it this way. Trying to stop an ant with a chain link fence, right? So the ant would have to change into the size of an armadillo for your chain link fence to suddenly start working. That's how it is. All right, onward. Kind of doing the COVID stuff up front tonight. Premier Dan Andrews. Let me say hi to a couple people first. Let me do that before I forget. All right, somebody, yeah, put your put your names up there and where you're from so that if I have multiple people with the same name, uh, you know that I'm talking to you. I'm going to say, say hey to everybody. 
got a share. God bless you, Tina from Toronto. God bless you. God bless you, Daryl from church. Love you, brother. Hey, Beth from Michigan. Tony from church. Love you guys. Hey, Oliver. God bless you, brother. Hey, Greg. God bless you. Uh, what we got here? Hey, Naz. God bless you. Love you. Hey, Tina. God bless you. Yeah, Naputi is awesome. If I'm saying his name right, could be Neputi or something. I have no idea. I just call him Naputi. It sounds good to me. Um, who else do I got on here? Uh, let's see. Popping up. Greg, got you. Hey, Jesse. God bless you. Hey, Courtney. Glad you're on. Love you. Hey, Amanda. God bless you. Glad you're on. Hey, Stephanie. Love you. God bless you. Another church person. Love all my church people. Hey, Andy, God bless you, brother. Former law enforcement brother right here from Sarasota SO. Love you, brother. You're an excellent cop, man. Loved you. Great working with you, man. Hey, Amanda, God bless you. Hey, Ron, God bless you from church. Lots of my church people on here tonight. Hey, Alyssa, God bless you. Hey, Tina, God bless you. Tina from Michigan, God bless you. Hey, Renee, love you. You're always on. I appreciate you, Renee. Thank you very much. Love you. Hey, Jeff, Chicago. Sweet home, Chicago. God bless you, man. It's never over, right? <laughs> you can win Chicago to the Lord. Hey, Grace, God bless you. Hey, Connie. Connie and Dick, God bless you guys. Hey, Steve from Jersey. Love you, brother. Thank you for always being there. Bless you guys. Hey, Rich, love you, brother. All the way out in Texas now, but you used to live here. Love you. Hey, Dennis from church. Brian from Massachusetts. Hey, Nick, God bless you from St. Charles. God bless you, man. Hey, Beth, God bless you. Greg from Texas. Brent from South Carolina. Hey, Tina, God bless you. Maria, God bless you from California, the People's Republic of California. Hey, just so you know, I was born in California. I was a Navy brat, born in Redondo Beach, LA. I love California, wanted to come back. Wanted to come back into the United States. Hey, Barb, Pennsylvania, love you. Barb and Ron, God bless you guys. Hey, Carrie, Minnesota, 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 got to go for Trump coming up. Hey, Willie, God bless you from Silver Springs. Oh, I've been there. Love that. Ocala. God bless you guys. What's going on over at YouTube? Tracy. Hey, Todd, God bless you guys. And I just want to urge everybody too. I don't want to forget while I'm saying hi to the YouTube people. Everybody, you got to get a YouTube account. If I get banned from Facebook again. YouTube doesn't ban as fast. YouTube demonetizes fast, but they don't ban as fast. You got to get tech savvy. I know some of you, you feel like you're taking your stand. Don't take a stand on tech. Doesn't mean you got to watch it all day. But if you want to, if we want to stay in fellowship with one another, the odds of me be, being banned again, well, <laughs> are high. So just, you know, get a account. All you got to do is go there and say, sign in and you can and ring the bell. And all that, sign and put it, get an account. Don't worry about all this stuff. Just get an account, sign in, and that way you'll get notifications of when I'm on. God bless you. Hey, Aaron, uh, uh, Karen, I, Aaron's my tech guy right here. Hey, Karen, God bless you. Hey, John, bless you, brother. I'm glad you switched over to YouTube. Hey, Ronnie, St. Augustine, JT, God bless you guys. I really appreciate you over on YouTube. Red Dawn, love that name over on YouTube. Can you scroll that down for me, Tom, on YouTube so you can see more names? Is that possible? Can you scroll the names down to that? Okay. Okay. There's, I saw one on top there. Okay. God bless you guys. Really appreciate. I really want to say this to everybody. I really appreciate you watching. I really do. It's hard. Listen, when I got banned on Facebook, our numbers got cut by about 75%. So it's good to be back on. All right. Premier Dan Andrews. This guy, by the this is the governor of what is really the state of what we consider to be states is the state or the province 
of Victoria in Australia. And this is a press conference and he announced these numbers. And I want you to keep in mind that as he announces these numbers, how many people live in Victoria? Victoria includes Melbourne, Australia. So in Victoria, there's about 6.5 million people. Now they are on a strict draconian lockdown. The police don't even need a warrant. If you type on Facebook, I hate these COVID restrictions. Does anybody want to protest with me? It doesn't even mean you could be doing a virtual protest. You will be arrested without a warrant. They can come right into your house and arrest you. I've showed you the videos. So this is Dan Andrews speaking at a press conference in Victoria. Play it for me. There have been, I'm sad to report, now 805 Victorians who have passed away as a result of this global That's pandemic. 805 out of 6.5 million. yesterday's report, one female in her 80s and two females in their 90s. All of these deaths are linked to aged care and we again, of course, send our deepest sympathies and condolences to those three families. There are now just 34 Victorians in hospital. Four of those are in ICU and three of those four are on a ventilator. A total of 2,733,499 test results have been all right, received. Back to me. Since. He rambles on and on for 20 minutes or so. Um, all right, so let's go over the numbers. Now, here's how it works. Oh, you got that. Play that for me for, real quick. This is what happens in Victoria. Look at this. Rewind it one more time. I want to make sure everybody sees it, sees it one more time. This, look at this. How would you like to live like this? That's in Victoria, Australia. Back to me. That guy was arrested at a protest and forced a mask was forced on his face. What does this remind you of? This, this, this should remind you, uh, you know, everybody uses the Nazis, whether it's the Nazis, whether it's Mao, whether it's Stalin, whether it's Mussolini on the streets, you get caught by the cops. Your hands are handcuffed behind your back, behind your back. I'm all caught up in the mask thought. And a mask is forcibly put on your face. This is why the church needed to stand and the church in America needs to repent. This will come knocking on your door. If Joe Biden gets elected, watch out. So here's, let's go over those numbers from Dan Andrews. So in Victoria, again, a state of 6.5 million people. Eight, they have 805 total deaths. Doesn't this always sounds the same, doesn't it? You always think that when you go into a state of like Florida, 22 million people with eight thousand, eight or 9,000 COVID deaths. It's always that way. And by the way, of course, our numbers are greatly inflated because everything gets put down as a COVID death. In America, the status quo, the way that COVID deaths are calculated is those who have died with COVID, not of COVID. You get struck with lightning. They blood test you. You got COVID in your veins. That's a COVID death. You're in hospice with a 10 day, 10 days left to live with stage four, whatever cancer and you die. They do a blood test. You come up with COVID. They put, put it down as a COVID test as a COVID death. That is how it works. They've been caught in car crashes, shootings, alcohol poisonings, strokes, heart attacks. They don't even test people whether they have COVID or not. The CDC regulations are if you think that they have COVID, if it's most likely that they have COVID and there's money behind it too. 
COVID deaths, $39,000 right now. Or ventilators, $39,000 right now from the government. Not to mention the insurance companies. So in, in Victoria, out of, 16, out of 6.5 million people, they've had 800 COVID deaths. I wonder what their flu deaths are every year. Yeah. Oh, the flu's gone now. Lo and behold, COVID cured the flu. They can be thankful for that. They have right now. Now remember, they're, I'm going to read you their restrictions in just, in just a minute. They have 34 people in the hospital out of 6.5 million. And you can't leave your hospital for two hours a day. And you're not allowed to leave the province of Victoria. They're, they have people at the borders. You can't leave your own state. So those of us are in Florida, Pennsylvania, I'm trying to think of all the states, California, you cannot leave your state. So they have 34 people in the hospital, four, four out of 6.5 million, four are in ICU, four. Remember Trump's in the hospital for COVID right now, but he doesn't really need to be. And let me just say this about that real quick. Some people like to, you know, you know, you need to pray, you know, pray over the president. Of course we'll pray over the president. But I'm praying differently than other people. I just bind that thing in Jesus' name. And the other thing is, is I don't look at it as something more than what it is. I think the president's 74. So the thing is, the president has basically the body of a 50-year-old. He really does. He has perfect health. His odds of dying of COVID are basically zero. So that's, I mean, I don't pray as if this is life and death. And if you treat it like it's life and death, you're buying into the hyper propaganda, which might have been propagandized by your own church. Who knows? So in, in Victoria, you have Victoria, the state of Victoria in Australia, you have a 0.01% chance of dying of COVID. 0.01. So in other words, you got the same circus over there, different clouds, clowns. Now this is from The Guardian speaking about Victoria. Victoria. And this is from 929. So this is what? Three days ago. Here's what you need to know about the restrictions in the city of Melbourne, which is dead in the heart of Victoria. When can I leave my house? You, you are only allowed to leave your house for four main reasons. Shopping for food, essential items, care and caregiving, daily exercise, recreation and work. Remember, I want you to remember the number. 6.5 million people there. 805 total deaths. Right now, they have 34 people in the hospital and four in the ICU out of 6.5 million. And you can only leave your house. And if you get caught violating any of this, it's thousands of dollars of fine, fines and or jail. How far can I travel from my home? Why would anybody living in a democratic republic ever need to ask that question? Because it's a deadly pandemic. No, it's not. 6.5 million people, 800 deaths. And you have to ask the question, how far am I allowed to travel? Shop, here, here's the answer. Shopping for food and necessary supplies you can, and exercise must be done within five kilometers of your house. So about three miles of your house. What are the rules for exercise? Again, you have to ask this. From midnight on the 27th of September, you may exercise up to two hours a day in total, split into a maximum of two sessions. So what do you get? If you didn't split it into two sessions, do you get a ticket? Again, 6.5 million people, 800 deaths, 34 in the hospital, and these rules are in place. What are the rules for wearing face masks? Well, we got our guy over here. Show, the, show it again. Here's the rules right there. You're under arrest and a face mask forcibly put on your face. 
people must wear a mask or covering whenever leaving their house. Can I have visitors to my house? Can I see my partner? You cannot have visitors or go to another person's house unless it is for the purpose of giving or receiving care. Again, 6.5 million people, 800 people have died. 34 are currently in the hospital. And these are the rules. Do I have to stay in Melbourne? The stay-at-home rules apply to your main place of residence, so you will not be able to get out of Melbourne. You can't leave the city. You're not allowed to leave. This is in a democratic state. This is what COVID has done to people. It's given little weasels like Dan Andrews all this power, and they love every minute of it. The Gretchen Whitmers, the Andrew Cuomo's, the Tom Wolf's, the Phil Murphy's, the Gavin Newsom's, the Kate Brown's, all of them. They love it. I get to bequeath your essential. No, you're essential. You're not essential. And you're not essential. And you're essential. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, you know, you can leave your, you know, we've, we've decided to bequeath. We used to be, used to be only, only exercise for one hour a day, but we have decided to usher our grace, like, like Schindler's list, like the maniac and Schindler's list. We have decided to give you grace that you may now exercise two hours a day within three miles of your house though. You only could go three miles from your house. Oh, can we can we shoot for four miles next next month, Commissar? Can we shoot? Can we can we maybe go for for four point four miles next month, Commissar? Who on earth would ever let themselves live like this? We're doing it. I just skip ahead to some of the other ones. What happens to weddings, funerals, and religious services from September twenty eighth? Weddings are allowed with up to five people. So, hey, you can have your wedding now for five people. Two of them are the bride and groom. So who's left? You can't have your brothers there. You can't have your sisters or cousins or aunts or uncles. You you can't even have both parents. You can't. Both parents adds up to six people. What's, I mean, what again, 6.5 million people, 800 deaths, and you got to have these rules for what? I guarantee, I guarantee stinking to you. They have just as many flu deaths every year as 800 out of 6.5 million people. And did you hear the rest of the breakdown? He said too. he, he named the three recent deaths, three recent deaths, one person in their eighties, two in their nineties. I can't believe the people in Victoria are putting up with this big water crap. I cannot believe it. I honestly can't believe it. Get this from Adam Milstein. No kids under 17 have died of COVID in LA County. Went back to the United States now. We've now traveled back overseas over the Pacific Ocean to LA County from Australia. No kids under 17 have died of COVID-19 in all of LA. All of LA, the nation's fourth largest city. In all of LA, nothing, okay? But Mayor Garcetti keeps schools and shopping malls closed, forcing significant unemployment and bankruptcies. Again, what are the numbers in Australia? 6.5 million people in, in, in Victoria, 805 deaths, three new deaths, one person in their 80s, two in their 90s, 34 total people in the hospital, only four in ICU. What's, what's the justifications behind closing schools in L.A. County when absolutely nobody under the age of 17 has died of COVID? 
Explain to me the logic behind any, that's Eric Garcetti, explain to me the logic behind any of this. This is so satanic. Only the devil could pull off something like this and his cohorts and sycophants and collaborators that hop on board. It's a sad state of affairs. It's a sad. Listen, the church is a sad. I mean, you're like, Tom, you talk about this every time. Well, change, change then. Where's everybody standing up? Where, where are the churches? Where are the big names? But name them for me. Come on, name them. Where are the big names? You know, don't tell me John MacArthur. That's not a big enough name. Where are the big names? You got Rodney Howard Brown. Where, where are the rest? I, Perry Stone. Okay. I, I can hold him. Okay, where are the rest of them? And then, you know, next tier down will be Jonathan Shuttlesworth. He's a nationwide figure. Not as big as the other two. The, my two favorite preachers in the world, Jonathan Shuttlesworth and Rodney Howard Brown, they're there. But I, I, I really discovered them because of this. There's nobody else out there. Everybody else, name them. To this day, we're, we're 200 days into 15 days to slow the spread. Where are the big names? Where, where are they? Well, they have their conferences. No, they have their Zoom conferences. That's all they do. Catch the fire. I'm just making this up. But catch the fire Zoom conference. Why, what fire do I need to catch? Your fire of, of fear? Your fire of cowardice? Because you can't keep your church open? For what? what? What numbers are keeping you from keeping your church open? Or from ever closing it to begin with? Why would you ever have closed it? Why would you ever have closed your church? Give me the numbers. Why? Where are the bodies? Who died? Well, I know somebody. Listen, I have a relative who died of COVID. I get it. I get it. But you know... He was almost 90 years old. New York Post Sports. This isn't how ex-Ranger envisioned winning the Stanley Cup. This is Ryan McDonough from the Lightning. Used to be a I, I was I was, not anymore because I'm boycotting the NHL probably for forever. Unless they repent. Big Black Lives Matter propaganda supporters. The NHL garbage, knee-taking pieces of crap. But anyway, uh, I'm not mincing any words. Um He's talking about, there's other things he was talking about here. He's not even talking about the COVID, but I'm, I'm talking about the COVID when it comes to this. The COVID, I mean, look at that. Put that picture back up for me, brother. See, look at the stands. This is what, they just won the Stanley Cup. <laughs> look at the stands. Look, 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 at, look at the players. Do you, if anybody's ever been an NHL fan, when somebody wins the Stanley Cup, there is a wild scene. Even if it's in, even if you're the visiting team and you win it in somebody else's stadium, it's a wild scene. Put that picture back up for me one more time. Look at that. The players can barely muster a smile. That's what I'm talking about. He's talking about contract stuff and a fellow player got hurt or whatever, not the way he envisioned it. But for me, they're living the NHL's new normal. Not a soul in this empty box that they play in. And now listen, I'm going to say these three, three sentences, and I don't know how many times I'm going to say them tonight. So just bear with me. They're going to apply to a bunch of different scenarios. COVID controls all. Funny how that worked. Funny how it all worked out that COVID controls all. And who does it all favor? COVID controls all. Funny how that worked out. And how does COVID controlling all, who does it actually favor? COVID controls all. Look at it. The NHL Stanley Cup. Listen again. I'm 52 years old. I have never seen anything like this before in my life. People go, this is a pandemic like you've never seen. Bull crap. Bull crap. I, okay, you want to talk about things I've never seen before? I've never seen masses of people line up to take a test for a virus that's so deadly you have to be tested to know whether or not you have it. 
I've never seen people behave with a virus that has a 99.9% survival rate the way that they're acting right now. I've never seen people try to gain a meaning in their life or a cause in their life via, via a virus that has a very small amount of virulence. It kills those in their 80s and those in their 90s, mainly with pre-existing conditions. What's the stats, by the way? If you're in your 80s, COVID kills you 7% of the time. Not 70, 7% of the time. Seven, if you're in your 80s. President, people are like, pray for the president. Pray, you know, he, if you pray for him, just pray that he doesn't get sick at all. It's not life and death. Stop acting like it is. All the Democrats that are rejoicing, hoping that he dies. This is, this is perfect just to show them what a little kitten COVID is. It's a kitten. It's not a jaguar. It's a kitten. And Trump's going to go waltz around. Listen, they need to stop talking about the next debate. The next debate is on the 14th or 15th of this month. He should be fine by then. And he will be fine by that. We bound that thing in prayer anyway. I didn't bind it because I'm unbinding as if I was binding cancer from him. I'm binding a cold from him. The reason why, the reason why is because I want him to campaign. He's going to win regardless. It's been prophesied. He's going to win. Trump's going to win. I'm telling you, 45 states minimum landslide. All right. From Mark Simone, this is a great video. This is a video with Biden debating Biden. Play it for me. Welcome to the 2020 debates. Tonight, it's Joe Biden versus Joe Biden. Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration? <laughs> no, we would, we, would, we would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated. I am not banning fracking. No more, no new fracking. <laughs> do we need a national mask mandate? I think we do. Let's institute a mask mandate nationwide. There's a constitutional issue whether the federal government could issue such a mandate. I don't think constitutionally they could, so I wouldn't issue a mandate. Come on, man. You can't mandate that. <laughs> and we agree that we can redirect some of the funding? Yes, absolutely. No, I don't support defunding the police. Come on, man. They become the enemy. They're supposed to be protecting these people. Well, there you have it, folks. We have one clear loser tonight, and that's Joe Biden. And let's just make something clear back to me. Let's make something clear when, when Democrats and liberals use uh, different verbiage like redirecting funds instead of defunding the police, because that's what Biden did. What he said was, he was asked point blank, would you support redirecting funds from the police into social programs? And he said yes. And then Chris Wallace asked uh, President Trump in a subsequent interview about, about you know Biden's position and President Trump says he's, that Biden was in favor of defunding the police. And of course, Wallace, being that he's part of the Biden campaign, said that Biden never said that. Well, yeah, they may not use the term defund, but what's the difference between defund and redirect funds? What's the difference? So I guess, if, if, you know, Chris Wallace is all right with this. I want to redirect his next paycheck into my account via direct deposit. Just redirect. You're not defunding, Chris. I'm redirecting his funds, right? That's how they work. That's how the Democratic Party works. All right, from the Gateway Pundit, Joe Biden tells co-debater Chris Wallace he does not support the Green New Deal, but his website says something different. Play the video for me. I mean, the Green New Deal and the idea of what, what the, your the environmental changes will do. The Green New Deal 
will pay for itself as we move forward. We're not going to build plants that, in fact, are great polluting plants. But do you We're support the Green New Deal? Pardon me? You support that? No, I don't support the Green oh, New Deal. Oh, you don't? Oh, well, that's a big statement. I support that means you the, just the radical left. I, su I support oh, the don't. Biden plan. Uh, back to me. First of all, Kamala Harris is one of the co-sponsors of the Green New Deal. Put up the next pick for me, brother. There you go. That's from Biden's website. Biden believes the Green New Deal is a crucial framework for meeting the climate challenges we face. <laughs> that's what these people are, everybody. That's who they are. Absolute pathological liars. Joe Biden wants to get rid of, get ready now. This is on, this is on his website. Get rid of oil and coal plants and weatherize 4 million buildings in the United States. The Green New Deal will cost $93 trillion. All right, ice billboards. Ice billboards expose Pennsylvania's sanctuary illegals. You can put that pick up for me. They're putting these up in Pennsylvania because under the awesome leadership of Tommy Wolf, many local jurisdictions are not cooperating with ICE. So an ICE statement read this, read this way. Too often sanctuary policies are limiting cooperation with ICE result in significant public safety safety concerns. ICE will continue to enforce immigration laws set forth by Congress through the efforts of the men and women of ICE to remove criminal aliens and make our community safer. This is the ICE statement. The billboards feature at-large immigration violators who may pose a public safety threat. These individuals were previously arrested or convicted of crimes in the U.S., but were released into the community instead of being transferred to ICE custody pursuant to immigration detainers. So what's happening is the local jurisdictions are letting them go instead of following federal law. This is being done in California, obviously being done in Pennsylvania, being done in New York. All federal funding to these states and all federal funding to any jurisdictional police authority should be immediately cut off if they do not notify ICE when they make an arrest of a qualifying offender. From Neil Monroe, House Democrats, hide on amnesty and a cheap labor, low produ productivity future for Americans inside their latest coronavirus bailout bill, plus a big new pipeline of complaint and cheap foreigners to take white collar health care jobs. So there you go again. Under the new coronavirus bill that the Democrats just passed, by the way, it's passed. It won't make it to through the Senate. House Democrats hide amnesty in it in the coronavirus bill. Again, here comes the three sentences why. COVID rules all. Funny how who funny who it works for every time. And who does it actually favor? It only favors Democrats. It does, listen, what's funny is all their little covetology rules don't favor Democrat constituents. They're all losing their jobs, but it favors Democrats in power, in political power. Sounds just like communism. Everybody starves, but those in the Politburo. So how's the NBA doing? Let's look. Here's the latest from the NBA. NBA finals viewership down 45%. Lowest since 1994. And since then, it's been updated. The NBA is at the lowest it's ever been. Right now, good job. Get woke. Go stinking broke. Good job. 
boycott the endless some of you are like i just can't do it i just can't boycott sports what else am i, am I gonna do i don't know read the bible grow spiritually instead of staring at a box all day long boycott listen they're the NBA, the NFL, the NHL, the NCAA. You ever watch the video that was put out by Nick Saban in the Alabama Crimson Tide football team? Pro Black Lives Matter video. Have you ever seen it? Please pull it up on YouTube. That'll be the end of your fandom and your fangirlship for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Listen, it's time for people to pay for what they say and what they support and when, where they send their dollars. They send their dollars to Black Lives Matter, then our dollars shouldn't go to them. Because in other words, then your dollars are going to Black Lives Matter. All right, from the Gateway Pundit, Joe Biden says Antifa is an idea. After Antifa BLM rioters cause a billion dollars in damage. By the way, whenever you hear that, no, you know, Gateway Pundit's great and everything. I love them. However, whenever you hear that, know that that is not to date. That was a very brief period of time a couple months ago that BLM and Antifa caused a billion dollars worth of damage. That was basically in the month of July. This is not up to date. It's going to be billions of dollars. Worst in history. Worst by far in history. Trump's the entire decade of the 60s. You know, back then people actually did some peaceful protesting. People are like, now people are, some people are peacefully pro. Where? Where? Show me a peaceful protest in it ever by Antifa, by Black Lives Matter. Show me. Show me. A peaceful protest. Now listen, you're not peaceful if you didn't get a permit and you're sitting out on I-75 blocking traffic. That's not peaceful. So Biden calls Antifa an idea. Play that video for me. Stand by, but I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left because this is not a right his wing own, problem. This is, this is a left wing. This is a left wing White supremacist. Antifa's an idea, not an organization. Oh, you got it. Not malicious. That's <laughs> his tonight. So Antifa is an idea. New data from Minneapolis reveals that 1,500 businesses were destroyed by that idea in the city. And the Minnesota governor is estimating, remember what I told you, it's not just a billion dollars, nearly 500 million, that's half a billion, in damages occurring during the riot. So whenever you hear they've caused $1 billion worth of damage, no. That's $1 billion in basically a two-week time frame in July. Wait till it goes for the entire summer and into the fall now because Black Lives Matter and Antifa were rioting today in Washington, D.C., Joe Biden says it's an idea. Well, this is from Andy No. Recent Antifa Black Lives Matter arrests. So here's some people. These are the ideas. Uh, you know, I won't, they're just going to throw some up there. These are all people been arrested. Then there, by the way, there's hundreds of these. I mean, there they are. The creme de la creme of society. Here you, there you go. There's a beauty. So an idea, Joe? Really? It's an idea, huh, Joe? That's the, that's the, that's, it's just an idea. All those arrests, just an idea. The trucks that pull up full of shields, full of armaments, the stacks of bricks, the Molotov cocktails, the funding by George Soros is all just an idea, right? Yeah. All right. From the Wall Street Journal, Disney said it would lay off 28,000 workers at U.S. theme parks. 28,000. I wonder why. Why? I wonder why. Because you can't go to the park. You can't go to but most of us that are watching this right now, you wouldn't step foot near Disney World because 
you have to wear a mask. I ain't, wouldn't, at first, I'm not a huge Disney guy anyway. I don't like being corralled around like a big hunk of beef all day long, like a big chunk of cattle. Standing in lines like you're waiting to be slaughtered. Now, if I could just walk from ride to ride, I'd maybe I'd go, but not for me. But they're going to lay off 28,000 workers. Why? Why? Well, it has to be COVID, right? As questions grow about the reopening of Disneyland in California. Good job, Gavin Newsom. Brilliant leadership out there. They're billions and billions of dollars in debt. Typical liberal. Now they're going to look at losing 28,000 more jobs. They just basically outlawed Uber and Lyft out there because they're demanding that you have to join it, that Uber and Lyft drivers have to be employees of Uber and Lyft instead of independent contractors. They've done the same thing with freelance writers and photographers. They're running everybody out of the state. Good job. This brilliant leadership. California is the test project of the Democratic Party. So if this is the totalitarianism that you like, enjoy it. So what's going on? The reason being is, there you go, there's Gavi. There's old Gavi. So why why is this happening? Well, again, let me give you the three, the three sentences. COVID controls all. Funny how that worked out. And in whose favor? Eh, Democrats every time. From the Hill. This is a tweet from the Hill. Mitch McConnell moves to delay Senate return after three uh, lawmakers test positive for COVID-19. COVID rules all. Funny how that works out and in whose favor. Now even Mitch McConnell is going to delay the Senate coming back because three people tested positive. Tested positive for what? What did you test positive for? Deadly plague? You tested positive for a 99.9% survival rate. You know, I have the numbers again, and I've, you know, I've read these a couple of times in a row, but let me just make sure that you understand this. From age zero to 49, well, I'll, do, I'll just break them down. Zero to 19, you catch COVID. You have it. You got it. You caught it. What you, what, what's your odds of surviving, surviving from 19 under? 99.997%. 20 to 49, if you catch COVID, your odds of survival are 99.98%. 50 to 69, 99.5, 70 plus, 94.6%. So if you catch COVID as a healthy senator, your odds of surviving are at minimum 99.5%. And probably, unless you have pre-existing... Remember, in these analysis from the CDC website, remember, there's comorbidities with some of these people. If there's no comorbidities, if you actually said odds of survival... For those who have zero comorbidities, do you know what their odds of survival would be? Basically 100%. That's why Trump will just roll right through this, even as a 74-year-old who has the body of a 50-year-old. He'll roll right through it and have the sniffles for a couple days and call it a day. Just like 99% of all COVID cases. 99% are mild. 1% are anything above mild. And that is worldwide. Luckily... Black Lives Matter, thank you, Black Lives Matter, is continuing to reelect Donald Trump. All they got to do is keep doing what they're doing. This was on, this was in D.C. today. I think it was right near the Washington Monument. Play that for me. There you go. There's Black Lives Matter reelecting Donald Trump. Thank you. Oh, profanity warning, profanity warning. There you go. Okay, that's good when you hear all the MF, uh, MF bombs coming. There's about 40 of them right after that. So 
That's that's Black Lives Matter helping Donald Trump be reelected. Thank you very much because people don't want that. Even Democrats in the secret corners of their lives, in the places they don't talk about, they're voting Donald Trump because eventually it will come for you. If you're not woke enough, it will come for you. If you're white, doesn't matter whether you if black, if you're white, you're privileged according to these people. You're you're apt to be beat up. You deserve it. You're a white supremacist. I mean, that's you know the the ideology that uh, that critical race theory that Trump just outlawed in the federal government. That just teaches you that if you're white, you're inherently a racist and basically a, de- a devil, full of the, full of the devil. That's who you are. Yeah. That eventually it will come for you too. Eventually it will. This and there's actually I'll have to break it off to do some research and put together a bunch of videos of liberals turning on liberals. Eventually, they show up at your house, didn't they, Ted Wheeler? Right, Mayor of Portland? They showed up at his house. This is an avid Black Lives Matter Antifa supporter. They showed up at his house on his birthday and set his building on fire. Same thing with Jenny Durkin. Avid Black Lives Matter Antifa supporter. Supported them doing the Chaz Chop Zone, Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, of nine city, nine square city blocks, let them shut it all down, keep the police out, of which two black men ended up dying, numerous rapes, numerous assaults, two murders. There's Jenny right there. Eventually, the protesters showed up at her house. Hey, put that back up. Eventually, put it back up, there you go. Eventually, they'll show up at Barack's house. You're like, no, Black Lives Matter wouldn't show up at Barack's house because he's African-American. He's affluent. He lives on Martha's Vineyard in an $11 million estate. He's privileged. Eventually, it's coming for him, too. Listen, everybody around Joseph Stalin who ushered him into power, like like Trotsky, ushered one of his main people, he was killed. They're all, listen, eventually, they'll come for their own. You, a gator's got to eat. you got to push somebody to the hangman's noose. If all that you're about is victimhood, then you have to be a victim continuously. So you're going to need a perpetrator. Eventually, you run out of the chubby, chubby redneck pastors, right-wing Trump-supporting pastors like me. You'll rub, run out of guys like this, and then you're going to have to turn to the Clintons, to the John Kerrys, to all the other people, all the other white liberals. You know, and then black people will turn on black people who aren't woken up. That's how it goes every time. And all Stalinist socialist movements, they eat their own eventually because they run out of right-wing perpetrators. All right, so who is Hillary in this video? Who is Hillary really talking about? Now, this is the dissertation that she gave right before the debate. You're like, Tom, this is a little old. This is before the debate. Yeah, but I just got to get it in there because I got to, you got to know Hillary is a, she's a big proponent right now of, accusing Trump of doing what the Democrats are doing, which is to destabilize this election. Trump isn't doing anything to destabilize anything. They're the ones that are committing all the voter fraud. They're the ones who refuse to have voter ID. They're the ones who don't want to put timestamps on ballots so that you have to have your ballot time stamped or date stamped by, by November 3rd. They're all for having it time stamped November 10th and still counting. They're the ones destabilized. They're the ones who want all mail-in balloting. Why is it that every single corruption charge when it comes to ballots has nothing to do with Republicans and it's always Democrats? Every single time. So here in this video, who is Hillary actually talking about? Play this for me. 
But I think the American people are also aware of it. And, you know, you can only uh, lie so many times. You can only try to avoid responsibility so many times when finally people are going to be looking at each other and saying, you know, we've seen this before and we're not buying it this time. Yeah, we've seen it before, Hillary. So Hillary's talking about Trump and she's saying you can only lie so many times. Interesting that somebody like Hillary Clinton would say you can only lie so many times. Well, first, let's look so let's look at Hillary's track record of speaking the truth. So, this is Trey Gowdy. Uh, I'm trying to think of the word. It's not really interviewing, receiving the testimony of James Comey on Capitol Hill about Hillary Clinton's email scandal. Play that for me. Morning, Director Comey. Uh, Secretary Clinton said she never sent or received any classified information over her private email. Was that true? Our investigation found that there was classified information sent. So it was not true. It, right. That's what I said. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm looking for a little shorter answer, so you and I are not here quite as long. Secretary Clinton said there was nothing marked classified on her emails, either sent or received. Was that true? That's not true. There were a small number of portion markings on, I think, three of the documents. Secretary three, Clinton three, said, I did not email any classified material to anyone on my email. There is no classified material. Was that true? Now, there was classified material emailed. Secretary Clinton said she used just one device. Was that true? She used multiple devices during the four years uh, of her term as Secretary of State. Secretary Clinton said all work-related emails were returned to the State Department. Was that true? No, we found work-related emails, thousands, that were not returned. Secretary Clinton said neither she nor anyone else deleted work-related emails from her personal account. Was that true? That's a harder one to answer. Uh, we found traces of work-related emails uh, in, on devices or in Slack space, whether they were deleted or whether when a server was changed out, something happened to them. There's no doubt that there were work-related emails that were removed electronically from the, the email system. Secretary Clinton said her lawyers read every one of the emails and were overly inclusive. Did her lawyers read the email content individually? No. <laughs> well, in the interest of time, and because I have a plane to catch tomorrow afternoon, I'm not going to go through any more of the false statements, but I am going to ask <laughs> you okay, to put to on. There you go. So she says that eventually you can only lie so many times, right? That's who she is. Right? I mean, that's what she was talking about with President Trump. Well, let's look at some other history from Hillary Clinton. Let's play the Bosnia video. Hillary Clinton's attempt to tout her foreign policy experience hounded her again on the campaign trail today. I made, uh, you know, I uh, made a, a mistake in, in describing it. I she claimed she misspoke times. last week and was sleep deprived when she described landing under sniper fire in Tuzla, Bosnia, something that didn't happen. But CBS News has found several times in the past few months when Senator Clinton used the Bosnia trip to try to show her international experience. December in Iowa. You know, we landed in one of those corkscrew landings and ran out because they said there might be sniper fire. I don't remember anybody offering me tea on the tarmac when that was happening. Then in February, the welcoming ceremony had to be moved inside because of sniper fire. And last week. And, uh, I remember landing under <laughs> sniper fire. We basically were told to run to our cars. Now that is what happened. Some differing accounts of your trip to Bosnia, and I'm wondering if you could even clarify. I know you, you recall uh, you know, ducking under sniper fire, and, and Sinbad, in his account, 
who's on the trip. He, he said that the most dangerous part was remembering where he was going to eat next. Do you He's actually, a comedian, you know, Jeff. <laughs> He's a comedian. So you actually recall, you know, hearing gunfire and were you when we about? were when we were flying into Bosnia, we came in in a uh, evasive maneuver. Um, there was no greeting ceremony, right. and we basically were told to run to our cars. Right. Now that is what happened. After CBS News video showed what <laughs> really is. happened when she landed and greeted There's officials, story, Senator right Clinton maintained there were risks, but explained to the Philadelphia Daily News why she was seen on the Bosnian tarmac greeting a young child if it was really so dangerous. I was also told <laughs> that the greeting ceremony had been moved away from the uh, tarmac but that there was this eight-year-old girl and I said, well, I have, I can't, I can't rush by her. I've got to at least greet her. So I greeted her, I took her stuff and I left. Now that's my memory of it. Good to see you. Once again, her memory doesn't match our videotape. She and her daughter Chelsea lingered on the tarmac to greet U.S. military officials, took photos. There was the group of seventh graders on the tarmac too. And then Senator Clinton walked to the armored vehicle where she did eventually dock and enter. <laughs> Back to me. Oh, but you know, Trump can only lie so much. You know, it's just flat out pathological. Listen, when, when Trump tells something that's not actually true, it's bravado based, something like it was magnificent and wasn't quite magnificent. It was just good. Or, you know, something where he'll say, this was done a thousand times and it actually turned out to be done 474 times and not a thousand. Trump does do that. I'm, you know, I, I get it. All right. But it's, you know, where, you know, Queens, I think Queens, New York is where he's from. It's Queens bravado is what it is. I'm not making excuse for any falsehoods. Clinton, though, both Hillary and Bill are pathological liars. And so is Joe Biden. We played it last week where Joe Biden says that he marched in the civil rights movement. Pathological liar. <laughs> Joe Biden says that he finished first in his law school class. Class. Pathological liar. He said that he was on a full ride scholarship. He wasn't on a full ride. He was on a half ride scholarship. Finished on the top of his class. He finished 76th out of, 85, out of 85. That's Joe Biden. This, this is pathological. He marched in the civil rights movement. He said he was arrested in South Africa trying to see Joseph Mandela. That was a lie. He said he was arrested on the Senate floor. That was a lie. He said he attended Delaware State University. That was a lie. This is pathological stuff. Trump may say something like, man, it was really, it was a major rainstorm and it wasn't, it was just a minor rainstorm. That's, that's how Trump is. What did I say? The wrong name? Oh, I said, yeah, no, Nelson Mandela, no, Nelson Mandela. All right. From American greatness. Now this is a part that you really need to pay close attention to. Everybody does. You need to watch what your state's doing. You may need to make phone calls. From America Greatness 928, Biden's Biden's Texas political director. Get this now. B Biden, Joe Biden's Texas political director implicated in massive mail-in ballot harvesting scheme in Harris County. Now, when you hear the word ballot, there he is. When you hear the word ballot words, ballot harvesting, you need to know what that means. It's illegal in every state but California. What ballot harvesting is, is you going up to somebody's house and saying, hello, how are you doing? What you did is you ran the numbers and you found out who's Democrat and who's Republican. 
and you go, you want Democrats, let's say, because it's only, only the Democrats that ever ballot harvest, ever. When I want you to ever find an article, find an article where you've seen Republicans ever ballot harvesting. They never do it. Just like you never see dead Republicans voting. Never happens. Because Republicans and conservatives have principles. If we're going to win an election, we're going to win an election with our ideas, not cheating. It's always them that are, I mean, who's for, who's for, you know, voter ID? Who's for voter ID? We are. Why would you be against voter ID? People say, because not everybody can get an ID. That's a bold-faced lie. Not everybody can get a license, but everybody can get an ID. Everybody in the state of Florida, believe me, I know, because I dealt with the criminal element for 25 years as a law enforcement officer here. When somebody gets arrested and loses their license for a DUI, they can go get a Florida ID. Any human being can get an ID in any state. So there's never a reason not to have voter ID. It's got nothing to do with race. It has to do with corruption. It has to do with people being able to, mainly, everybody says, Hillary won the popular vote in 2016. She didn't. She won the popular vote in California. And California has very liberal voting laws. I mean, listen, there's upwards of 20 to 30 million illegals living in this country. Trump allegedly lost the popular vote by what, 3 million? No. And basically almost all of those were in California? No. But again, you believe the COVID numbers and you believe that. All lies. So anyway... Ballot harvesting is when you go to somebody's house and you say, hey, can we give you a ride to the polls? Can we, you know, can we fill out your card, your, your vote, your, your ballot for you? That's ballot harvesting. You're not allowed to do it. You're not allowed to do it. You may be able to drive people to the polls. So I take that part back, but you can't fill out their stuff for them. You can't do that. That's up to them. They're adults. They can do it, but that's what ballot harvesting is. The Biden, a Biden campaign operative in Texas is attempting to rig the 2020 election with the help of others in a massive ballot harvesting scheme, according to two private investigators who testified under oath that they have video evidence, documentation, and witnesses to prove it with the help of mass mail-in ballots. So now when everybody gets mailed a ballot, it's very easy to voter harvest because you can just go to their house. Hey, do you have your ballot handy? We'll be happy to fill that in for you and we'll drive it to the voting booths for you. We'll, buy, we'll, we'll go mail it for you or we'll take it and drop it off for you. That's ballot harvesting. The illegal ballot harvesting operation could harvest 700,000 ballots once Harris County, Texas, Democrat operative allegedly bragged. So the Democrat operative bragged, we can get 700 ballots out of this. 700,000 votes, kind of big, huh? The investigators, a former FBI agent, former uh, police officer, officer claim that Biden's Texas political director, Dallas Jones, and his cohorts have been hoarding mail-in and absentee ballots. You put that guy's picture back up for me, would you? Because I finally found his name. There he is. That's Dallas Jones. And that his title is Biden's political director in the state of Florida. He has been hoarding mail-in and absentee ballots and running a ballot harvesting scheme and ordering operatives to fill them out for people in Harris County illegally. Here we go. Typical 2020 Democratic Party, including dead people, homeless people, and nursing home residents in the 2020 presidential election. 
Patrick Holly of National File reported, while law enforcement agencies are reportedly investigating these potential crimes, nothing will be done about it until well after the November 3rd, 2020 election, the former FBI agent said. Dallas Jones was appointed the Biden campaign's Texas political director in late August. Now, these are some very disturbing videos coming. Listen, if you don't follow Project Veritas, Project Veritas, James O'Keefe, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, you've got to subscribe and follow James O'Keefe. He's broken things wide open in the abortion industry. There's none like him that has ever broken out wide the depths of the corruption in the abortion industry and in the mainstream media. Mainly whenever you see those videos that come out where reporters basically saying, we hate Trump, we hate Trump, we'll do anything to defeat Trump. It's it's Project Veritas. They're undercover people going in and videotaping all these Democratic Stalinists admitting who they really are. But second, this is from the Scoop News 929, that a second O'Keefe video has dropped. Alleged cash for ballot transactions caught on tape. Ilhan Omar accused of direct involvement. Also coming from zero from zero edge. I'm going to show that was the second video. So I'm going to show you this is video one. Play that for me, buddy. The cover Project Veritas laying out evidence of ballot harvesting fraud and in a local race in a in Congresswoman Omar's district in Minnesota. Now, what you're about to see is an apparent scheme where campaign workers would, if in fact this is proven, be illegally gathering ballots uh, from the elderly and allegedly, we always believe in the presumption of innocence on this program, committing acts of voter fraud. Now, Fox News has not independently verified the contents of the video. We'll let you look and you can decide. Numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. What did the Gary Guabuha? What has what absent ballot? Salkayal, so much did it. Feeling what has sudden so much did it. Guabuha Gary Guabuha. There was video. You could see the video. There was a video out and about that he has the ballots in his car. Right. And talking about the only way you can win is with money. I was looking at them and they were not filled. They were blank. Who is the one filling out the absentee ballots? People who work uh, with, like, Han Omar. Where do they pay the money? The, the minute we sign the thing, the election, that's what you get paid. Money is everything. Money is the key in this world. If you ain't got money, you should, you should not be here, period. At the end of this street, yes. there's three towers called one tower. Okay. And it's all seniors, and they took every ballot. Every ballot. They just every take them from them. Every single ballot. Knock on the door and say, your ballots come, give it to me, give it to me. They don't even pay them for it. They just take it. Now, we did reach out to Congresswoman Omar's office for comment. They downplayed the findings, saying it was, quote, coordinated right-wing campaign. But breaking tonight, the Minneapolis police, according to FoxNews.com, say they are investigating this alleged scheme, which is just one instance of alleged voter fraud around the country. For right, example. All right, there you have it right there. That's Ilan Omar. Uh, Allegedly directly involved in it. Here's the second video they dropped. Play that for me. James O'Keefe back here on the ground in Minneapolis. Our undercover journalist at Project Veritas have just exposed a voter fraud ring so widespread that many members of the Somali community here consider it an open secret. Many believe if this corruption continues, there'll be no more free elections. And our sources inside the Somali community here allege 
then the architect of this pay-for-vote scheme is none other than U.S. Congresswoman Ilhan Omar. Your focus is winning, no matter what you do. You ignore the rules and regulations. There's no moral and ethics here. It's just the end will justify the means. Project Veritas has received an explosive piece of tape. The tape you're about to see shows a man buying a registration form for an absentee ballot from a voter, giving him, quote, pocket money, unquote, of $200 and expecting to collect his ballot when the voter receives it. In this next tape, we hear Thank from another... Much, Please pull those up. Go to YouTube, James O'Keefe, Project Veritas. You've got to follow this stuff, folks. You've got to. You really need to pay attention. The Democrats are doing what they're accusing Republicans of doing, which is steal this election. And I want everybody to name it. How is How are the Republicans trying to steal the election? Please name it. What they claim is... If Trump loses, there's going to be right-wing violence all over the streets. Where has there been any right-wing violence so far? Proud Boys, they say. Proud Boys, what have they done? Compare anything the Proud Boys have done versus Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter and Antifa have done billions of dollars worth of damage and are responsible for a minimum of 30 to 40 deaths in this country since the George Floyd killing. That's it. They're, they're, they're accusing Republicans of doing exactly what they're doing. They have put together their own organization. Pull it up, please do. They're not hiding it. Called the Transition Integrity Project. Go over to the blaze. Glenn Beck's done a large amount of it. Of, 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 a lot of programming is the only thing I, the only verbiage I could think of to come up with. It. He's done a lot of programming on the Transition Integrity Project. It's absolutely real. Uh, there's numerous big names involved with it from the left. John Podesta being one of them. General McChrystal being another one. Numerous rhino Republicans. And what it's about, they've done actual war game scenarios. They've run four different scenarios. Trump landslide, Biden landslide, electoral college win for Trump. Electoral, you know, they, they run all these war games with each other. It sounds very similar to event 201 when it comes to COVID. Liberal is a liberal is a liberal. I can't deep dive into that tonight. But pay close attention to all the corruption. Any The videos that I just showed you, any Republicans or conservatives involved in that? Not ever. I don't understand how anybody can be a member of the Democratic Party and consider yourself to be a moral human being when you are for the butchering of the, the unborn and absolute unfettered corruption. I mean, I don't get it. I don't see how you could be a part of the Democratic Party, any any person at all. Even if you're, even if you believe in their beliefs, how could you be a part of something that is such galactic corruption going on day in and day out every single day of your life? And please don't tell me about your Christianity if you're a Democrat. Impossible. You cannot be a member of the Democratic Party and be a born again Christian. It cannot happen. Period. You need to turn from your sin. If that's you just on the same vein, over 1600 uncounted New Jersey ballots discovered in a mislabeled bin in July. That's still not the, yeah, that's a different story though. 
And Trump talked about this the other night during the debate. He called it a river. It turned out to be a ditch. See, that's how Trump allegedly lies. He said a river and it turned out to be a ditch. They did find, find numerous Trump ballots in a ditch. Well, I wonder why there are never Biden ballots that are found in ditches and trash cans and dumpsters in the backs of cars 10 days after the election. I wonder why. I wonder, have you ever seen this ever happen? How many times have you seen a Republican win the election the night of the election? And then lo and behold, all the absentee ballots were counted and they lost the next day. Never has once happened for a Republican ever. Dan Bongino lost the Senate race in Maryland that way. He actually won it and then found out he lost it the next day. It never happens for a conservative, never happens for a Republican because the Democratic Party is an inept, corrupt organization from the gateway pundit on this same vein update 11th circuit court overturns democratic attempts to steal georgia this is the sixth legal win for the gop and election integrity the 11th circuit court on friday overturned the democratic party's attempt to steal the election in georgia the court ruled ballots must be postmarked on November 3rd, election day. Why is this even a question? Ask yourself, why would the Democrats be trying to make ba- ballots valid that are postmarked after the election? What a, what, I mean, there's not, there's not even words that I can think of. It's the only word that comes up is absolute corruption. Absolute fraud. That's who they are. Why would you ever try to make a ballot legitimate that's postmarked after the day of the election? So if you find out your guy lost, you can go out and campaign some more. And Oh, oh we lost by what? Oh, 2,000 votes. Okay, we need 2,001 votes, please. Order them up and go get some more ballots from everybody. You know, the, the election ended on November 3rd. Oh, it's the, it's the eighth, but now look, hey, look at all these new ballots we got. Yeah, but they're not postmarked the third. Doesn't matter, we win. Democrats, Democrats, Democrats. From Rona McDonald, GOP chairwoman in Arizona. Supreme, the Supreme Court in Arizona announced they will take up the lawsuit on ballot harvesting. This means the state's ban on ballot harvesting. Who's trying to get... Who's trying to legalize ballot harvesting in the state of Arizona? Republicans? Never. Here it is. Once again, Democrats. This means the state's ban on ballot harvesting will remain in effect for the November election. Courts have also sided with the GOP in Iowa, Ohio, Maine, and New Hampshire. This is from a a friend of mine on Facebook, Faith Faith M, I never know if you want me to tell your names or not, but I got this from her from yesterday at 5 o'clock, 5.40 in the afternoon. And this is from her house directly. You put up that photo, brother. Thank you. And she said, I have a nice photo for you. My husband in New Jersey and I are the only voters in our house. We received four mail-in ballots today. There's, there it is. Proof of it right there. Four mail-in ballots, and there's two people who live in the house. Who's in charge of that? Oh, Phil Murphy, the Democratic governor of the state of New Jersey. Democrats every single time. Scott Whitland tweet, it's happening. Ted Lieu, representative of California. This person on next door says she got a ballot for her former au pair who isn't a citizen and hasn't lived there for two years. There it is again. Democrats. 
Richard Grinnell. Love Richard Grinnell. I am calling for an investigation into Gavin Newsom's election interference. This is a scandal. It's been ignored by the media. It's happening every day. Here are ten, two ballots mailed to two people who have been dead for more than two years. That's one of them right there. You can put that up there. That's California, right? Yep. There it is. These people have been dead for two years and they're getting ballots. <laughs> there he is. There's old Gavi once again. Now switching subjects again. Now you hear Chris Wallace and Joe Biden demanding that everybody, do, you know, namely, of course, President Trump, demanding the denouncing of white supremacy, right? And claiming that white supremacists and white militias are committing violence. Where? You had the shootings by Kyle Rittenhouse in Kenosha, who, by the way, is now suing Chris Wallace and suing Joe Biden, I believe, for defamation, for running him down on national TV. And if it goes the way of Nicholas Sandman, they could be losing significant amounts of money, and I hope they do, because Kyle Rittenhouse is innocent. He, every single shooting that he part, that he played a part in that night was self-defense against BLM and Antifa rioters attempting to take his life. But anyway, they're claiming they want everybody to denounce white supremacy, and everybody already has. Who doesn't denounce white supremacy? That's like saying I'm pro-puppy. I love the Christian pastors who come out with their courageous stands. Hey, I'm not a racist. Well, lovely. Are you breathing today too? What an accomplishment. Of course you're not a racist. You can't be a racist and be a Christian. Of course you can't hate people if you're a Christian. You can hate sin, but you can't hate people. But anyway, so you got Wallace and you got Biden. And we know that Biden and Wallace, you know, are in cahoots together during that debate for sure. But they're claiming that white supremacists and white militias are committing violence. And again, I ask, where exactly? Name it, please. Okay, again, like I said, where are the Republicans ballot harvesting? Where are the Republicans saying that there shouldn't be any voter ID? Uh, Where are the Republicans throwing away Biden ballots? Where where is that happening? Oh, that never happens. It never happens. Just like what they're saying here. They're saying that White supremacists are and white militia groups. That's what you ask on the debate stage after all the killings from Antifa and Black Lives Matter, all the maimings that they've done, all the felony batteries against law enforcement officers, all the arsons and all the lootings. That's what you ask Chris Wallace. That's what you ask Joe Biden of President Trump is for you to denounce white supremacists that are committing violence. Where? Where exactly? Please name it. Where are the white supremacists burning down buildings? Go ahead, name it. Ready? Send it to me. Send it to me. Where? It isn't happening. It has not happened. So, I love this video. This is from the Daily Wire via Michael Knowles. And it says, America, America knows where the chaos really comes from. Play it for me. I need you to go out and talk to your friends and talk to your neighbors. I want you to talk to them whether they're independent or whether they are Republican. I want you to argue with them and get in their face. And And sadly, the domestic enemies to our voting system and our honoring our Constitution uh, are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. This is, I, I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there will be. He can't come back to New York. He can't. He's going to walk down the street in New York. Forget bodyguards. He better have an army 
if he thinks he's going to walk down the street in New York. And I said, no. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Um, we uh, are trained Where's Marxists. the white supremacist group exactly? Um, this is the last time an actor assassinated the president. But Michelle says that, you know, when they go low, we go high. No. No. When they go low, we kick them. I went to get your phone. That was an Antifa member knocking out a white woman. In a restaurant. Justice is finding itself swept under the feet of rampaging and destructive mobs. People will do what they do. It is not, generally speaking, unruly. This president steps across the line constantly. The way, well, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Come on. 77-year-old David Dorn was shot to death as a pawn shop he was protecting was being looted. You'll call leaders of these cities Democrat leaders. And we don't care if they're Democrat or not. They happen to be in every case. But we'll call them and we'll say, do you need help? And they'll say no. I said, but you just had 40 people shot and many people killed this weekend. And they'll say, no, we're okay. And I'll say, what's that all about? And we're tired of those answers. There you go. That's the truth. On that video, those advocating and or calling for violence were the following. Johnny Depp, former Attorney General Eric Holder, Barack Obama, Maxine Waters, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, Andrew Cuomo, Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, Jerry Nadler, and the Democratic Party. Where are the white supremacists and the white militias that allegedly are causing all this violence and will allegedly cause all the violence? If Trump gets elected, where, where it's not, I mean, it's got nothing to do with white supremacy. Everybody's against white supremacy, but them say the myth is them saying that white supremacist groups are the ones causing any violence. When you have the idiot worthless director of the FBI, Christopher Ray answer a congressional question. What's the number one threat to America? And he says, white supremacist terrorism. Where, where listen, I'm against white supremacist groups. I am. I'm against them. I'm not, I'm not against militia groups or anything like that. I'm against anything that's race based, anything that has to do with race and it's based in race. I'm against it. 
period, Republican or Democrat, conservative or liberal. I'm against it. I'm not against militias. That's the whole point of the United, that's part of the United States Constitution. But where exactly is this happening? The, the violence from white supremacist groups or white militias, where? Absolute lies. All right, from PBR and from the Bongino Report, vice co-founder of the Proud Boys, Gavin McInnes vowed to file lawsuits against the Democratic uh, presidential nominee Joe Biden and various media outlets for labeling an organization he helped launch as white supremacist or neo or neo-Nazi group. The head of the Proud Boys right now is a Latino, just so everybody knows. Lawsuits coming your way. And by the way, Kyle Rittenhouse, I said it earlier, has also vowed to file lawsuits or already has filed one. From Matt Polk, a, fr- a Facebook friend of mine. Ever think it's odd that Joe Biden demands others to denounce white supremacy? Kind of odd, isn't it? Put that picture up. He's always on the debate stage. Denounce it. Denounce it. Say it. Say it. Look at him. 1977, Biden said integrating black students would turn schools into a jungle, a racial jungle. I don't want my children to grow up in a jungle, a racial jungle. There's old Joey Biden. That's who he really is. That's who he really is. That's the real Joe Biden. That's, 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 there he is. That's the real guy. All right, Trump campaign. So everybody knows Trump right now, he's fine. He actually, actually, Aaron, find that video for me of him talking about his current status. So yeah, play it for me real quick. Listen to this. I want to begin by thanking all of the incredible medical professionals, the doctors, the nurses, everybody at Walter Reed Medical Center. I think it's the finest in the world for the incredible job they've been doing. Uh, I came here, wasn't feeling so well. I feel much better now. We're working hard to get me all the way back. I have to be back because we still have to make America great again. We've done an awfully good job of that, but we still have steps to go and we have to finish that job. And I'll be back. I think I'll be back soon. All right, back to me. And there you go. That's the president. That's post post going to Walter Reed as a precautionary measure for COVID. But Trump is, this is from today, Trump campaign, this is from the Trump campaign website, Trump campaign launches Operation MAGA, Make American Great Again, to keep campaign at full speed. President Trump's re-election campaign today announced the launch of Operation MAGA, a full marshalling of top-level surrogates, campaign coalitions, and Trump supporters to rally behind the president and carry the campaign forward until the president returns to the trail. Vice President Mike Pence will make in-person campaign appearances in key states, as will first family members Donald Trump Jr., Eric Trump, and Laura Trump. So look for those events. They're doing virtual events until October 7th, and then they're back out on the trail. They will outwork Joe Biden for sure. Now here was Biden again. Biden attacks President Trump. This is from the Gateway Pundit. In Michigan speech, then of course he bolt. I won't show you this part, but he bolts from the podium. You're supposed to take questions after these things. That's the point. You set up a podium in front of a bunch of reporters. The idea is to allow them to ask questions and then report on your answers. That's the whole point. He never does it. Neither does Kamala Harris. You know why? Because they can't truly answer questions. When he was asked, do you want to pack out the court? He says, my answer will become the story, so I'm not going to answer. Imagine if Trump did that. But that's what he does. So he stands out in front of this podium, goes on some sort of 20, I think it's 21 minute dissertation about absolute nothingness. 
And then bolts from the podium, but I won't show you that part. But here's what he said about the economy. Play that part for me. This morning, the September jobs report came out. The last one before Election Day. I'm grateful for all of those who were able to get their jobs back to work again. But there's fewer jobs than we had hoped for. Millions of families, millions, are still wondering when it will be their turn to come back from the brink. Right, so he says this jobs report was so bad. Well, let's look. Steve Cortez from Twitter. This is, what, this is the real deal. Manufacturing wages hit an all-time high. Great news revealed in today's big jobs report. Manufacturing wages have grown over 11% since Trump took office. That's with COVID. Manufacturing wages have grown 11% since Trump took office. That's a lot of money. You make hundred grand a year, you're now making $110,000 a year. Over 11 cents, 11, imagine if we didn't have the whole COVID hoax. Again, I know COVID itself is real. The response is a complete hoax. You don't need to respond that way to something with a 99.9% survival rate. But manufacturing wages have grown 11% since Trump took office. That pace is 50% better than the last four years of Obama-Biden. Never had a COVID deal either. Benefits for blue-collar citizens. Also, the latest jobs report, which is the last one that will come out prior to the November 3rd election, there was 661,000 new jobs. Unemployment now is at 7.9%. The best that Obama-Biden did in eight years with no COVID crisis. Now, Trump's, remember what the unemployment rate was prior to COVID. Lowest in history for the black community, lowest in history for women, lowest in history for the Hispanic uh, community, and lowest in, in the history for, for all people since like 1960-something. So that's where Trump was at with a 3-point-something percent unemployment rate. The best right now, it's 7.9% because of the COVID debacle. The best that Obama-Biden ever did, or we'll just call it for short, O-Biden, the best they did in all eight years that they were there was 7.8% with no COVID with no COVID debacle. All the bad news Biden spoke of was due to the draconian response, mainly by democratic governors. That's the only reason why there was remember Trump only advocated for 15 day, a 15 day lockdown, 15 days to slow the spread. That's all Trump advocated for the democratic governors and many Republican governors took it the rest of the way into the, the galactically stupid sphere. All right. From hot air, 10, one gun violence is up in Portland. Shocking. Just a few months after the city council cut funding for the police. For the, actually, for a specific part of the police, too. After the city council cut funding for the police bureau's gun violence reduction team. <laughs> Let's look how far it's up. The progressives on the council said the gun violence reduction team was racist. But now gun violence is up 82%. Do you hear these numbers? Do you know that not a year ago, if you said that if gun violence was up 5%, the mayor wouldn't be reelected? Gun violence is up under Ted Wheeler's, Port, Ted Wheeler, mayor of Portland, is up 82% after they cut funding to the police department, namely the gun violence reduction team, which they deemed racist. Shootings in the city of Portland totaled 110 in September, according to the police. 
That's a mere 243% increase over the 32 shootings they had last September. All Democrats, all the time. (laughs) Truly is unbelievable. Truly is unbelievable. Really is. All right. We're going to call it a night on that. I hope everybody's doing good. Remember now, 3385. Let's pack this house tomorrow. We got two services tomorrow 9 a.m. and 1115 a.m. right here. Foundation Church. Google it. See how far you are away. If you're within two hours, be here. Don't go to a collaborating, capitulating church where you have to wear a mask, where you have to social distance, where you have to wash your hands with alcohol, where you have to bring in your own chair. Because you can't spread, you know, COVID-19 from chair to chair. Don't want to have that happen. Don't go to the, don't go to a church that locked down and hasn't repented. If your pastor locked down and he made a mistake and he repented of it, somewhat similar to what John MacArthur did out in California, he didn't ever say he repented, but he did open up at full steam and found out that he was wrong. He did acknowledge, well, not that he was wrong, but they did research on it, found out that COVID wasn't the threat they thought it was. So they opened back up. But if your if your church hasn't done that, and let alone if they're still having any sort of COVID mitigations precautions, you don't belong at that church. That's not a biblical church. What do you do with a virus like this? First of all, it's America. You don't want to go to church. Don't go if you're worried about getting sick. Don't go. But what you should do as a Bible believer is go Psalm 91. Preach the word to the scenario. Psalm 91 says, "No plague shall draw near my dwelling." Well, that I've seen that not work out for people. That's for them. You preach the word to the scenario. Whatever you bind is bound. Whatever you loose is loose. Matthew 16, 19. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what we believe here. We also believe in hellfire brimstone. This is no association of related churches. Church. This is no art church. This is a Bible thumping church. Hellfire and brimstone. Repentance. You can lose your salvation. What the, the apostasy. We preach it all. Mark of the beast. But I also preach the promises of God. God wants you well. God wants you prospered. God wants you to win every time. We preach the word of God here. So Google us. See how far we are away. If you're going to some weak, lukewarm, capitulating, collaborating church, status church, they'll probably have a, they'll, at that church, they'll probably set up booths for the mark of the beast. And have you line up for them. That's the kind of church those are. The ones that closed down for this ridiculous COVID situation and stayed closed. You know, if they closed down for a week or two, that's one thing. Totally disagree with it. Never should have happened. And I never shut down, ever. But the ones that are still acting that way and have never come out and said, we made a mistake, you don't belong there. So find out how far we are away. Radical times call for radical measures. You may have to drive to a real church. And that's where you belong. 3385 South Access Road, Inglewood, Florida. Join me here tomorrow. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Lord, we praise you. We give you, Lord, all of our worship, all of our praise. We thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for us. And Lord, I pray your abundance. I pray your blessings. I pray your healing. I pray your restoration and your victory and all within the sound of my voice. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody said amen and amen. I love you guys. Join me tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. and 11.15 a.m. right here or about 11.45 or 11.45 to noon for the message that's going to be preached tomorrow. Love you guys. God bless you. Have a great rest of your night.